0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me. We have a great episode today that we're going to be bringing a a really interesting topic. We've got some great guests, so hang in there. This is going to be a good one. Trust me. Again, thank you for joining me. This is going to be great. First guest today is going to be the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activity Commissioner, Executive Director. And that's a mouthful, but the guy's been on the job since July of this year. It's David Price. We're going to bring him. He's live from the West Virginia State Soccer Tournament
1: in Beckley. Thank you for joining me. Paul, oh, you're welcome. I'm kind of hiding out in the woods a little bit from the state tournament here. We have a couple hour break. So stepped out away from all the uh, activity just to uh, get away while.
0: I appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. And you know, the reason why I wanted you on today is because last week um, I've got this email from the WVSSAC that you guys have a new initiative and I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about it. The uh, press release said five tips for creating a culture of caring in our high schools. And I found it uh, very fascinating. It has to do with, being more aware of uh, mental health of uh, high schoolers and middle schoolers. So uh, why
1: is this uh, of importance to you? Well, you know, having a middle school background, especially, you know, the social emotional part is so big and always has been. And I think it's something that's been ignored for many, many years. And, uh, you know, as a teenager transitioning uh, into uh, from adolescence into adulthood, So much pressure, so many uh, decisions to make. And uh, I think in today's world, with social media and everything, there's a lot more pressure on teenagers than has ever been before. And I think sometimes we forget about that. We have to become more aware of it and make sure we're serving them. That doesn't mean give them excuses. It means give them support to help them deal with the decision-making process of the challenges that they're going to experience every day.
0: Right. Now, the WVSSAC is a governing body in the state for uh, activities in middle schools and high schools. So have you received some feedback that this is a necessary initiative?
1: Well, you know, I think that uh, we've, we've kind of recognized this over the years. You know, with my background for 40 years in education and serving in all areas, uh, you know, it's, it's been something that I think has been needed and something to, uh, through all of my stops we've uh, had a focus on it and making sure we're taking care of the whole uh, student, if you will, and, uh, you know, addressing their needs both academically Uh, and socially and emotionally.
0: Now, uh, this is also an initiative of the National Federation of High School Sports, correct?
1: It is. And, you know, I'm glad that they see it as uh, a priority as well. And, uh, you know, there's some great resources out there that we'll be tapping into to make sure we provide to our schools and uh, so that they can support our students.
0: Uh, David Price, the uh, West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commissioner, Executive Director been on the job for a couple of months in that uh, position. So uh, is this one of the challenges that you chose to
1: take on early on in your first year? Oh, without question. Yeah. It's something that I know we need to address. And uh, one of our goals, you know, is to uh, make sure that we're supporting the whole student.
0: Yeah. Now uh, to me, student athletes in high school and, and college, these are the, the people that have learned discipline and they've learned coping mechanisms, oftentimes through sports. Is uh, So I guess you would be in agreement that the student athletes uh, are, have mechanisms in place,
1: but they also need the support as well. Well, there's no question about it. You know, like I said, there's a lot more pressure out there, expectations uh, and everything that exists right now uh, with what they do. And, and you know, I want to say something about what they learn and what sports actually provide. And you are correct. It provides an avenue uh, to develop those skills of uh, dealing with pressure, understanding, you know, what it's like to be in the arena with all eyes on you. And when everything doesn't go so good, how do you handle that? What do you do? How do you respond? And I think a lot of times too, it not only does it help develop that character and those skills, but it also is a place where it's demonstrated. And I I think that, uh, you know, when all eyes are on you, you have to understand you choose to be there. And with all eyes on you, you have an expectation and a role that you carry with you being that representative and leader of your school.
0: Yeah. Now, every year, you know, you guys host the state championships and all these sports. and You know, there's only one winning team. And uh, many times and I've been at these games, there's a team suffering great disappointment and maybe even often crying at the end of these uh, games because there is just so much pressure on these kids to succeed.
1: Well, you know, that's always been when you compete, when you choose to compete. Um, you know, we were talking the other day in the office, football is a little different than the rest of the sports when you get down to it. Because football season, if you don't make the playoffs, you can still win that last game and go into the regular season or off season with a win under your belt. That's kind of sets the tone for uh, the rest of the year for you in off season. But when you make the playoffs, playoffs. and you're in a tournament, there's only one team going to finish with a win. And with everything else, you know, when you get into basketball, softball, soccer, everything, whether there's sectional and regionals, there's only one team at the end in each classification that ends the season with a win. Everybody else finishes on a loss. And, you know, hard work sometimes. You can work hard, commit, dedicate, and still come up a little short when it comes to competitiveness. I mean, we watch our pros do it every day. And uh, it's one of those lessons you learn that uh, sometimes that's the way it's going to work out, but you just have to rebound. Uh, I remember hearing the saying a long time ago. It's not a sin to get knocked down. It's a sin to stay down. So you got to pick yourself up and keep going.
0: Well, David Price, Executive Director of the WVSSAC, uh, appreciate you joining me. Uh, in the, In the coming weeks and the months, what is the SSAC planning on doing to make this um, initiative more uh, publicly known? I know. This is uh, the hashtag on social media is going to be we see you, which is very important to the right. student athletes, but you know, uh, the coaches, the parents, they can also benefit from this.
1: Absolutely. And you know, they have to become aware as well. Uh, the pressures that are on their kid. And again, not to give them excuses or an easy way out, but help them cope and help them understand that, you know, there, there are disappointments in life, but it's how you deal with it and find that silver lining in it and keep moving and learn from it and, and how you handle those pressures. And we're all different when it comes to that stuff. And uh, we have to make sure our parents and coaches, administrators, everyone's aware of it. And uh, so you'll be hearing more about it and we'll be getting all the information out to our schools and uh, seeing our campaigns as well.
0: All right. Thank you, Mr. Price. Uh, Enjoy that soccer tournament. We'll see you at the football championships and the volleyball championships this uh, fall and all the uh, winter and spring sports as well.
1: Soccer right now, volleyball and football and then cheer, and then we get into winter. You're right. So, listen, always a pleasure. Thank you, and you guys have a great one.
0: Thank you, sir. All right. David Price. Executive Director of the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commission. Uh, you can go to their website, WVSSAC.org, and uh, I'm sure you can do a search and uh, more information will be available. Also, I would recommend following their uh, social media channels on uh, X, which was Twitter, and um, some of the other ones, they, they're on Facebook as well. So um, just follow the, this initiative. So, next up, I have just a remarkable young lady from Nitro High School, a student athlete. Uh, Kendall Perry is her name. I had a chance to talk to her and uh, record an interview with her. And she is primarily a swimmer, but she's also been a, a soccer player, and she's been involved in track and field at Nitro. So let's hear from Kendall Perry. All right, Kendall Perry, Nitro High School student-athlete. Uh, appreciate you joining me today. Thank
2: you for having me.
0: Yeah, great. Um, tell me about the, uh, the initiative that the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commission is introducing
2: so I think it's a great initiative a lot of teenagers we look like we have it all together straight-a kids excelling in sports and whatnot we all look like we have it together but our lives are completely influenced by social media we only see the best of people which I personally think has a lot of impact on mental health I think it creates a false perception of what we need to be and I think that that can really lead to some serious mental health issues and I think that their initiative is great I think making adults more aware of how we see life and how we go through life is a great, great initiative to help adults understand what we go through and understand how to be there for us and how even just a simple, how's your day going, can really affect someone. So I think it's a great initiative. I think they're doing a great job.
0: What was your first thought when you uh, saw it, that somebody was uh, taking that initiative?
2: You know, it honestly kind of surprised me just because, you know, a lot of adults don't understand. Like I said, it looks like we have, we have it all together. You know, I, I know personally, that's how a lot of people view me and I have it all together and my life is perfect and whatnot. But, you know, I think that somebody taking this initiative and realizing what teenagers go through is just, it's its awesome, really.
0: All right, that was uh, Kendall Perry's uh, initial um, part of the interview that she did with me. But she had indicated that she uh, had some things that she wanted to share even more personally, which uh, I think is just fascinating. So here's uh, Kendall Perry again from uh, Nitro High School. Well, you, you wanted to share something personal uh,
2: yeah, in re- yeah. this regard. So, I mean, I've been through two knee surgeries, which obviously took a, a big toll on my mental health. A lot of me, my friends even, didn't really know how to be there for me because they don't, Yeah, if you haven't been through it, you don't really understand it. And even adults more so, you know obviously I knew how to be there a little bit more but having a support system wasn't really eminent for me and recently I found out I have to have a heart surgery which you know really really took a toll on my mental health and I've i found my faith through God obviously but I know for mental health you know like I said my friends don't necessarily know how to be there because they've never been through it and I'm gonna have to take some time off of sports which sports is a big part of my life it keeps my mental health sane honestly sports are how I cope with things but obviously you know I've had to talk to all of my coaches I've had to let my teachers know I'm gonna miss some school. And that has really taken a toll on my mental health. And I think with this new initiative, for me personally, I think it's a great step. And knowing how to be there for your friends, adults, knowing how to be there for students, teachers, knowing how to care for students that are having to miss school for mental health days, coaches being aware of these type of things, I think it's a great initiative, great step.
0: So you're a soccer player and also a swimmer at yes. Nitro. Tell me yes. about those sports for you.
2: So soccer definitely is different than swim. Uh, swim is my main priority. I focus on it. I swim almost every day. I I'm at swim at least five days a week out of the seven. Um, you know, it's been my priority for most of my high school career, and i started swimming club now. So, you know, that's where my focus has been for college and all that. And swim is definitely one of those sports where, you know, it's it's mentally challenging. If you don't see your progress report coming out, it's super easy to slip back into a mental capacity of not knowing that whether this is the right sport for you. So swim definitely is my main focus, but it's definitely caused me some mental challenges as well. Soccer more so, I had a lot of focus on it freshman and sophomore year before I got hurt. And then senior year, I kind of just let it relax back. And I think that since that pressure was taken off of me, it didn't impact my mental health as much. And then track kind of the same way. I've, I've stepped back a little bit where I've been injured and stuff, but if I'm able to, I'd like to run this year again, but there again, it doesn't affect my mental health as much just cause I don't put as much focus on it. But swim, I absolutely put a lot of pressure on myself and that definitely has taken a toll on mental capacity there.
0: Sounds like you're a year round athlete. Because yes. soccer's in the fall. Yes. Swim winter. Track. <laughs> yep. In the spring. Yep. So there's never no, stops. Never and stops. then
2: I swim again in the summer for Summer League. So I'm all year round.
0: So you mentioned that you'd already had a couple of knee surgeries. Yes. Tell me how that was for you
2: awful really truly like I don't normally open up about that kind of stuff just because on the outside I'm I'm in every club that Nitro has to offer I'm the leader of FCA I speak at church you know it seems like I have my life together but my first knee surgery truly my um my surgeon made a call and that was his call obviously and that brought me to where I am now so I wouldn't take it back but the call necessarily wasn't Wasn't my choice of action. Um, So, you know, after my first surgery, I did not have a good recovery. I was in physical therapy three times a week. I was missing school because I was so sick all the time because of the pain. It was not a good recovery experience. And because of that, I busted my stitches back, my internal stitches back open, and had to have a second surgery. Same thing, I had to miss half my summer for both my surgeries. I was out of school with the first one for almost a month and the second one for a couple weeks. Um, being on crutches in high school is quite a different story. There's 400 kids here, you know, so you're pushing and shoving your way around. That's not easy. The recovery experience in itself isn't easy. Going to physical therapy all the time, having to miss out on Halloween activities and summer activities, you know, it's it took a lot, a lot out of my mental health. And having to cope with that was definitely an experience that brought me to be who I am today for sure.
0: Is it something that having gone through it that you're able to help your peers?
2: Absolutely, yes. I think with my knee surgeries, though it's given me experience what it's like to have a surgery and be out of sports and, you know, really just take a toll on every aspect of my life, I think it's also given me the initiative to be a leader because of that. Because now I have a new sense of empathy going through any type of surgery or mental health. You know, I think because I've been through it, I now have a new sense of how to be there for other people.
0: Mm -hmm. So you've spent your entire high school career uh, either being injured or, or rehabbing? hmm
2: Yes. My right. freshman year, I got a concussion in 2020. I was out for four months of sports. I had a knee surgery uh, in 21, and then I had a knee surgery again in 22, and now I'm having a heart surgery in 24. Yep.
0: You feel like uh, you've had to mature?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Quicker. Because of that, and, you know, I'm not I'm not one to point out other people's opinions of me because I know what I'm doing and I'm, I stay focused in my rehab and my recovery and my playing sports. I just I'm laser focused on me, you know, because I know what I'm capable of and I try not to let anyone's opinions of that bother me. But, you know, I've, I've gone through that. I've dislocated my knee four times through the surgeries uh, before and after both of them so you know i've gone through people saying like oh she's milking it whatever and you know that's made me mature a lot as a person because i've had to realize that no one else's opinions of me matters i'm i'm doing what i can i'm doing what i know is best for me and i've really had to stay focused on that for sure
0: it sounds like you really had to rely on yourself
2: absolutely and your faith absolutely but
0: uh, with the initiative that you're talking about hopefully there'll be some support for people like you in the future
2: That's absolutely what I'm hoping for because of that, you know, teenagers are going to be teenagers and I've definitely had to take a step back and realize that not everybody's been through what I've been through and that makes a world of difference. But I'm really hoping with this new initiative that it'll give teenagers and even adults a more perspective of kids like me that have gone through surgeries through mental health or even just have struggled with mental health throughout life. You know, I'm really hoping that this new initiative gives everyone a new perspective of what that's like.
0: There have been people that have suffered injuries and sports was never a part of their life mm-hmm. again. Yeah. That'd be pretty tough. I do
2: it? agree. I was actually told that I was never going to play soccer again, and I've been told recently. So that was um – after my second surgery in 22, they were like, you're never gonna play soccer again. And, you know, luckily enough for me, I went through months and months and months of rehab and I was able to, and I know that's not the case for everyone, but even now with this heart surgery, they were telling me, you know, if you pass out during swimming again, you shouldn't swim anymore. And even knowing that that might not be the case for me, I may be able to go through my swim season before the surgery perfectly fine. But, you know, even having that thought in the back of my head that I may not be able to swim anymore is is truly just like crushing, you know, because I've spent my whole life putting pressure on myself to be a good athlete be a good swimmer and that's really my personality you know I've almost made it my personality you know like swim everybody knows me as the swimmer here you know I am a swimmer and to be able to think that that could be taken away from some people you know I'm I'm truly grateful that I'm you know able to swim and able to have the opportunity that I do
0: does does being involved in activities like sports athletics does it help you become more disciplined as a uh, student academically? Yes,
2: absolutely. I'm Especially time management, you know, being at practice, I'm at practice every single day at a certain time, you know, and having to know that, okay, I've got an exam today, so I need to tell my coach I need to get out early or I need to study before I go to practice, you know. So time management has definitely been something that I've learned throughout sports and school, you know, that you have to manage your time well and all that. It gives you a new perspective, that's okay. for sure. Yeah.
0: It sounds like uh, you're going to come out of this really well, and you could actually be a great spokesperson for this type of initiative. So uh, we'll be rooting for
2: you. Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> All right. Wow. What a representative. What a great spokesperson. Uh, Kendall Perry of Nitro High School is for just being aware. And uh, and as she said, she's really happy that the uh, WVSSAC is uh, taking this initiative on. So two more guests coming up and I'm telling you what, I'm really excited because one of my favorite, my personal favorite podcast out there to watch, uh, and it deals with these topics all the time is True Vine Talks. So we're going to bring in Linda and Rachel. So what's up ladies?
3: Hi, thanks for having us. Thank thanks you for know. having us.
0: Yes, so you've been able to uh, be backstage during this episode and uh, listen in to uh, Mr. Price and Kendall Perry, and uh, just want to get some of your thoughts on on this. Uh, I know you guys do this every day of the week, and um, I think it's promising that the SSAC is putting some attention to this, so let's start out with Linda. Linda, what were your thoughts about uh, Mr. Price?
4: Yeah, just the um, the energy and you know what he's adding to the the community, I think, is just so positive for teenagers. And sports is really helps mental health. I mean, it releases those endorphins when you're, you know, practicing and when you're with a team. There's that camaraderie. I just I just love it. I love sports. Yeah. How about you, Rachel?
3: You know, as I was listening to Mr. Price um, and the student guest, like all I kept thinking about was um, Erikson's stages of development and identity versus role confusion and how that's what these, you know, middle school and high school students are going through. And sports can become a huge part of their identity. Like that incredible young lady was saying, if she's not able to swim again, like, is losing a part of herself so it's so important for them to be seen as a whole person you know by their support system now do
0: you guys uh, you guys deal with um people of kindle's age quite a bit
3: yeah as clients you mean it, yes yeah for sure
0: yeah. um do you think that um more emphasis needs to be placed on mental health uh, I would expect that you would say yes, but uh, what would be the reason for it? Linda, we'll go with you first.
4: Sure. Um, you know, the kids need to know that, you know, it's okay to share vulnerabilities like the young lady did. She did a good job of sharing that. It's um, all they're seeing is those reels of high performance on social media. So they don't know that she's been through knee surgery. Um yeah, mental health is important for the kids to, you know, just be comfortable sharing.
0: Uh, Rachel, how do we get the word out to to young people that they should be reaching out for some help when they feel like they need it?
3: Mm-hmm. I think that there are like, initiatives like this, you know, and, and there's been other initiatives on social media and trends even that are beginning to break the stigma. Around mental health and counseling and seeking support, which is wonderful. So just keep giving kids that message. Um, and let them know it's okay. Normalize it. They the uh,
0: The hashtag that they chose for this initiative is "We See You." So um, is that is that something that is of importance to youth that that they are seen?
4: Yeah, that's an attachment cue. That's a wonderful campaign because. In emotionally focused therapy, which is what Rachel and I primarily do with clients, is we see you. We know that we care. We're here for you. And a lot of students feel not seen and heard. So, love the campaign title.
0: Yeah. And Rachel, I guess uh, when when somebody feels like they're seen, they they also feel maybe that they're also heard and cared for.
3: Absolutely. Uh, having someone really see you and acknowledge, right? Even like the your your fear or what you're struggling with is so powerful. And that can actually help someone learn how to accept and love themselves. Right. If you've it got really a safe seems- person that's checking in.
0: Yes. Now, well, to both of you, it really seems like uh, a student athlete like Kendall has been really uh, equipped to deal with things. And she gave sports credit for it, but uh, I think to uh, be undergirded by, you know, therapy or counseling uh, would be great for any student athlete. What's your thoughts? We'll go with Linda again.
4: We always defer to each other. so <laughs> sure, thanks, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so the question is how would, you know, combining mental health counseling along with athleticism be um, helpful to students. Is that the question, Jim?
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, as, I think what we saw in Ra- in um, in Kendall's interview was she is well equipped, probably more so than a lot of kids. I will call her a kid. She's she's still a senior in high school, but uh, you know. She she did also indicate that there were times that she felt like she could use somebody so to uh, you know, to help her out mentally. So um, the importance of maybe just identifying that with yourself and uh, and and reaching out to somebody. Um, what would be your recommendation to to maybe a student athlete or a parent of one that's watching today?
4: Yeah, certainly validate and normalize having um, feelings other than happy so we want to make sure teens feel like it's okay to be disappointed sad or angry and that you can talk to someone and normalizing that would be helpful. Mm-hmm.
0: Rachel, do you have any thoughts yeah, on that as I well? I do.
3: I think she was a perfect example of like, do yeah. not assume that everyone's doing okay just because they look like they've got it all put together. You know, she kept saying that I look like I've got it, it together, but you know, some people can be struggling and their grades aren't necessarily dropping. You know, they're not necessarily shutting down and withdrawing from their friend group or not showing up to practice. Like some people are, are, are tough and hard on themselves, and they'll just keep pushing through.
0: Yeah, well, I think, I, and I've seen it in uh, covering sports. You know, the community has high expectations for these student athletes. You know, if you're scoring 25 points a game, uh, you're hitting a couple of home runs every game. Uh, the community's paying attention to you, and you know, if you strike out, they're going to be disappointed. That's a lot of a lot of pressure.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I was so, watching that documentary with David Beckham on Netflix. Did you watch that, Jim?
0: I haven't seen it yet.
4: Yeah, he they pretty much uh, tore him down when he didn't make the shot in Madrid. So wow. uh, there was a lot of um, humiliation with not making that goal. So mm-hmm. I really helped me empathize with the, the athlete. I was like, wow, there's a lot of pressure on them to score. So. Yeah. That's mentally uh, exhausting, I imagine.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, as I as I said leading into this segment, uh, True Vine Talks is one of my favorite podcasts, so I appreciate you joining me. And uh, how do people uh, find True Vine Talks? Or, yeah, True Vine Talks. I had it right.
3: Yeah, so we are on... YouTube, as well as pretty much any podcast streaming network, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, just look us up. You can find the link on our website, truevinewv.com. Uh, we, we'd be grateful for some new listeners and we appreciate the ones we currently have.
0: Absolutely. And uh, you guys tackle a whole lot of topics on the, and you've got a, quite a few episodes already loaded up on uh, on your podcast, correct?
3: Yeah, I think we have 80 more at this point, episodes total. So.
0: That's great. So you can pick a topic and dive right in, right? Right. All right. Linda, Rachel, True Vine Talks. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. All right. That's, uh, it's been a really good episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, if if you want to be a part of the initiative, Uh, contact the WVSSAC, or as I said earlier, uh, check out their social media platforms. Also, uh, if you want more information about True Vine Talks, look them up on any of the podcast platforms and also on their website, truevinewv.com. So thank you for joining me. It's been an awesome episode. We'll see you.